0: The Nerdname Me Podcast presents the week in geek with your hosts Alan and Jonathan, Bernie with Gamer News, Aurora Monroe with the weather, and Happy Gilmore with Sports.
1: Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to the Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story?
0: Alan, our top story, unfortunately, is another passing in the world of comic books. Uh, this past week, we lost Steve Dicko. Well, actually, he passed away like end of June. Um, and they just kind of released the news within the past week. Uh, of Steve, uh, Mr. Steve Ditko, co-creator of The Amazing Spider-Man.
1: You know, he doesn't get, a, I, I think, as much press as Kirby, I think. For a guy that designed Spider-Man, you know, he's probably... The Spider-Man outfit is probably like the most, or if not one of the most iconic designs in comic books.
0: Oh, yeah. I think you could definitely say there was a period where Spider-Man was the most well-known superhero. um, If not in the world, at least behind Batman and Superman. Right, yeah. He's he's definitely the most well-known Marvel, even with the you know, popularity increase of Iron Man and Captain America and, and, and folks like that. I still think he's probably still number one in regards to Marvel heroes. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Um, Steve Dicko fell into this thing where he, him and Stanley had a falling out. And, um, you know, when, when they were credit spider Man's creator, it would always be Stanley, Stanley, Stanley. And I think it wasn't until recently that Steve Dicko started getting credit. Um, for his, his part in creating Spider-Man. Um, you know, kind of, kind of what, what Jack Kirby went through. Right. With, I guess the fantastic four and other things. And with the Schuster, uh, not Simon Schuster was a publisher. Uh, the, the guys that created Superman, Schuster and someone else. I can't, oh, was some, uh, I keep on to say Simon Schuster. Yeah. You know, Schuster, uh, Siegel and Schuster. Thank right. You, Jesus. It got it. <laughs> you, got it. You got it. You know, what they went through, uh, trying to get, um, and, you know, like Bob Kane and, um, it seems like the artist always gets the shaft. Bob Kane and Bill Finger who created Batman, you know, um, Bill Finger. There's a whole great documentary on Bill Finger that if you can find it uh, about how he never got credit for Batman until recently. But anyway, so uh, but beyond um, Spider-Man, which is what most well known, um, do you know else he created? Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange. Um, he created the Blue Beetle for DC. Um, or maybe they were Charlton at the time Charlton Charlton I can't say it Uh, the question um, Mm -hmm. the creeper Uh, he really has a has a has a great uh, pedigree of iconic comic characters Uh, I mean Doctor Strange and Spider-Man alone (laughs) yeah you know and, and along with that you have to also remember he created the visuals for Doc Octopus Sandman Greek Goblin You know, these are the guys. So, why do
1: you think that his name doesn't come up as often as, let's say, Kirby? Kirby's name seems to come up frequently.
0: Yeah, I think I think, um, and this is total amateur guessing. I have no insight into the into the world of comics, um, professional world of comics, at least. Um, He became a bit of almost a recluse. Uh, Hmm. I think there was the bad blood because I think Kirby and Stan Lee were able to kind of reconcile. Um, toward the end of K- Kirby's life, and I don't think Ditko and Stan Stanley were ever able to reconcile. Or, or um, I was going to say Marvel, but he did come back to Marvel at some point and do some work for them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, he also had some political beliefs, which I don't think jived with a lot of people, hmm. uh, or philosophical beliefs, maybe less political, more philosophical. Okay. Um, I, and, and I think mostly the reckless thing. Not that he was like an angry recluse, like people, you know, and there are a lot of comic book artists and writers, you know, when, when, when the businesses used to be looking in New York city, um, you know, they'd be walking around the streets and they, they'd run into them. And they'd say hi and take pictures or whatever with them. But right. he was very private and he was very, uh, to himself. He just kind of, you know, did his, and he was drawing up until he passed away. I think he was doing some independent stuff for mm. a while toward wow. the end. And, um, yeah.
1: So I, I, I guess quite the opposite was, of Stan Lee. Stan Lee is,
0: he wants that limelight. Yes, he's he's very much out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the Hollywood Reporter um, has a statement from Scott Derrickson, who uh, um, who directed Doctor Strange, uh, mm-hmm. that Nico was like J.D. Salinger; he's private and has intentionally stayed out of the spotlight. So it was it was intentional what he did. You know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow! Well, another one of the greats. Yeah. Well,
0: and look, these guys are literally living a long time, so... Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be... I mean, these guys, we know them because they were legends when we started reading. So I think around when we start losing people like... Um, uh, um now i'm drawing a black <laughs> like like, george like joe Kubert, george Kubert, yeah. george yeah. perez more Mar- right. wolfman right yeah right. i think that's really gonna hit and obviously it's gonna hit us hard when we start losing those kind of guys but definitely when we lose stanley um but yeah so goodbye to steve Dicko and uh you know thank you for spider-man <laughs> yes sir yes sir i uh, you know spider-man no amazing friends without the spider-man now yeah yeah <laughs> think of that impact so there's no spider man amazing friends without steve dicko there's no your daughter has could be like karen or something because she was named after angelica <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay i get you i see what you who mean. knows what you would have named your daughter Maud? Yeah. Oh lord.
1: <laughs> i got you okay okay <laughs>
0: so yes steve yeah. dicko had a personal impact on your life there it is all right yeah.
1: all right what else you got
0: So casting you this for Star Wars Episode Nine, the redemption of (laughs) the franchise. I don't know what the movie's gonna be called. Uh, Two casting. um, uh, I want to say rumors, but I think they lean more toward almost definite than they are rumors. Yeah. So first we have, um, Carrie Russell, best known for her role in Felicity, Mm -hmm. and um, the just recently. Uh, and did the Americans, which I don't know if you watched. But I watched it. it; was really good. How's she in uh, it? She's really good. At it. She's really good in it. Oh, like she's, okay. Yeah, she played. it. She played uh, a husband. She's the wife of. A, she played half of a couple of Russian spies that were living in America. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it was really. It was five years. The show was five years. Took place in the eighties. She was really in it. Um, but she's got a long history working with jj abrams i guess starting with felicity and he's writing and directing episode nine so she has a yet undetermined role well they determined that they just haven't told us yet um but it's going to feature a lot of action so my question is this is she going to be related to someone <laughs> would not that be an excellent middle finger to <laughs> to what's his name <laughs> uh you know
1: when they mention her if, name like the first scene is <laughs> When they mentioned her name, I think that was my first reaction was, is if she's, she's a Dana mom?
0: Solo? Uh, yeah? <laughs> what if she's the older sister of Kylo Ren? They just never brought her up.
1: Oh, look at that.
0: Because maybe she's on a secret mission for Leia. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh! What? And she's, and she's a Jedi.
1: Oh! Have you right on
0: that? No. Well, that's Ooh, good. No, that's I can't great. do that because I'm gonna, I'm gonna hype myself into believing that she's a solo, and then when she wants to be a nobody, I'm gonna be cursing J.J. Abrams.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, did you say older sister? Oh, wait, how young is she?
0: She's Carrie Russell's like. She's got to be in her for- at least early forties. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I don't think we're that much older than her.
1: Okay. My um, my knee jerk re- reaction was maybe she was related to uh, to Ray.
0: Oh, maybe, to, maybe give just... her,
1: like, to give her something because Jay, uh what's his face um johnson oh, basically said there were nobody. nobody and you're nobody you know so it'd be nice to to kind of like iron that one out to say oh no <laughs> yeah but your the, mom I mean, was actually someone special
0: the third and final chapter a place to introduce a brand new character that seems to have a, a big part to do in the movie
1: huh, well yeah. maybe to clean up the mess, it, I, you know this. I think you you nail that. What you just said earlier. This is the redemption movie. This is this is their way to, to win back the fans. And if this doesn't do it, then, then I think you you lost them because the next three are are, are Brian Johnson's trilogy. Right, Brian right? Johnson. So yeah. you know, find some way. I, maybe this is one of their ways. I don't know.
0: Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Oh my God, she's Janus. I just thought of that on the spot, like Janus. All like, oh, oh. yeah. I have a Black Series figure. It's awesome. All right, all right. Along the same lines, Alan, it's—I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. You could, because I know you read your article before I did. Uh, Billy Dee's coming back as Lando.
1: Come on, you say it. I was say for you to-
0: the smoothest man in the galaxy. The smoothest man in the
1: galaxy. <laughs> oh yeah. And he is old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's one—one of the old cast that I think I wasn't expecting to show up but uh there's nobody left <laughs> there's nobody. I know I know I think
0: we talked about it in one of our shows I don't know on what maybe one of the Star Wars uh ones because um, we did do an episode on Star Wars A New Hope check it out if you haven't heard it yet um <laughs> yeah we did the original trilogy yes the original trilogy you know lead up to Han Solo yeah he was um he yeah with Leia with you know Carrie Fisher deceased and they killed Harrison Ford in the movie Han Solo and they killed Luke um, which we're assuming he's got, com- well, I think we know he's coming back, but he's coming back as we're assuming as the force goes. Um, yeah, they needed some tie to the original trilogy and they, they said, Lando, you're up.
1: You're up. Yep.
0: yep. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, it should be, uh, inter- I, I'm assuming we'll see him. He'll be reintroduced through some, maybe if they do a funeral for, for, princess leia or something you know
1: now you you've read uh, a lot of the novels um any mention of of lando in the books or uh any other things that, that you've encountered
0: uh yeah i mean the in the in the stuff before disney bought there was a whole lot of stuff oh really yeah and, but that all became legends okay like it's like anymore right um but he still yeah, played because, a big role uh I don't know if it's has Like, I haven't read any of it, but I don't know how huge it was or mm. how big it was. Okay. Um, but he does have an ink canon, and I have them. I haven't read them yet. He has an ink canon limited series, comic book limited series that I need to read uh, that counts as part of the canon, But I don't know where it takes place in the timeline, so... I gotcha. Okay. Huh. So, yeah, it'd be good to see him back uh, back up and about in the cape. Oh, he's got to have a cape, right? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, he's got to have a cape. Um, yeah, and I met him once, and he's... I used to tell people like famous people. I can meet anyone famous. It doesn't bother me. I just treat like a normal person. And my my thing was like only if I ever met Bruce Springsteen, I wouldn't know what to do. You're right. When I met Billy. I didn't know what to do. I Hold like, up. Wait. Wait. Tell, wh- where did you meet him? <clears throat> I met him at Steel City Con in Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, nice. But I met him.
0: I met him like outside the con. I met him in, in the bar at the hotel.
1: What was he drinking?
0: Uh. And, well, <laughs> people kept, people were just buying him beer after beer after beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. yeah, and it was actually a cool story because everybody was buying them beers, so I, I did something different. I brought him a glass of water. Oh, I said, he's I said, cheap ass. No, no, no okay, I'm no. sorry. Trust me, I spent a lot of money that night. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not on him. Um, no, I went over to him and I said, uh, Mr. Williams, I don't want to disturb you, uh, but I noticed everybody was bringing beer, and I know when I have a few beers, I like to have a water in between to stay, stay level, or whatever word I used. So I just put it on the table and I said, "And I love your work, and I'll leave you alone." And I walked away. oh Yeah. And then his handler came to our table about ten minutes later and invited us over.
1: Oh! Hey. Nice. That was awesome. So was wait, wait. So you part. sat and drank with Billy D. I
0: uh, yeah, and he was talking, and I didn't say a word to him, but he was talking about me getting, like because he's an artist now and he's doing paint, and and in my brain I started. I was like be cool you're here because you weren't all fanboyish right i kept right. saying that to myself yeah <laughs> but then but then the fanboy kept in i'm like ask him about star wars you have to when are you gonna sit down with him ever again you have to ask him about star wars so as soon as my brain started doing that uh, i excused myself i'm like uh you know mr william's gonna let you get back to to your uh, to your drinks and thank you for inviting us of blah, blah blah and they walked away i was like wow yeah but Aww. but see when you're the smoothest man and the classiest man in the galaxy. Yeah. You appreciate that kind of behavior, you I know. Hear
1: you, man. Wow. Man, you were the water boy to him.
0: It was pretty good.
1: Hey. That's an awesome story. You just start a podcast where you go to like different conventions and stuff and talk about like <laughs> your travels.
0: Yeah, I could call it like <laughs> some guy in a coat or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Well that, that's an awesome story. Ah, You never hey, told yeah. me that
0: one. That's cool. Uh, I did if you listen to my other podcast, right. Fat Guys and Little Coats. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> Wait, was that Billy D's story in that one?
0: I think it was. So maybe not, we might have been holding on to that one.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't think you talked about that one. You have a lot Uh-oh. of cool <laughs> stories. Yeah, if you're listening, Jonathan does have another podcast called Fat Guys and Little Coats. And it actually really is a cool show where he talks about just that, that story you just heard, it's things just like that. And it's it's really cool.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, uh, my, my friend Pete and I. We we've been traveling together uh, for about ten years, on and off, and we always find some kind of adventure. Um, so we started talking about them in our podcast. That's That awesome. guy's a little coots. Boom. Okay. All right. There's your plug. <laughs> Thanks. And I like how you said, if you're listening, I hope they're listening. <laughs> All right, Ali, it's it's uh, it's time for. Uh
2: Reviews. Uh, so I went ahead and played Jurassic World on Xbox over the weekend. And I, you know, I told my fiance about Red Box Review, meaning we go to the Red Box, we right. rent a game, so we don't have to commit $60 <laughs> for a dinosaur game. But that's not what happened. We bought it. <laughs> and you know what though? Honestly, uh, Jurassic World, the game was. Actually, kind of cool for like an hour. Oh, so I, I kind of like the nostalgia. Uh, you know, um, Jeff Goldblum's in it, Chris Pratt's in it. Uh, a lot of the you know the main characters actually uh, are in the game, so that was kind of cool. And they even have like little Easter eggs like um, there's a gift shop that can sell that I shall uh, sell the shaving cream oh yeah for the first one. right and then, you know later on you go to another island and they have the bar with the margarita guy right so it was kind of cool in that sense but um, the game reminds me of a crossover between Age of Empires and the Sims
1: and the Sims yeah so okay.
2: so you have this island and the main, the the purpose of you know having your island, your own park, is to you know make a profit. And once you start uh, getting successful at your park, you get like a certain amount of ratings, and you can make amount, a certain amount of money. Then they move you to another park, and then so you start managing more and more as you go.
1: Is that more like Sim City?
2: Kinda, but the part that reminded me of the Sims was that the dinosaurs that you make have uh, like those, you know, the bars.
1: Oh sure. Like
2: food and gotcha. social and yes. all that. So, when the dinosaurs get unhappy, they start breaking the fences, they start <laughs> eating each other. <laughs> it's actually it's more entertaining, I think, to watch than it is to play. When you play it, it's kind of frustrating and it's kind of annoying. Right. But when you're watching someone else play it and get frustrated and annoying, then it's just kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, and you know, I didn't get a whole lot of backstory about the character you're playing as either. Mm. So, I missed like the intro to right a way, but I came back into the room and I'm like, who, 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 like, who are we playing as? Oh, well, I don't know.
1: Do you need to see the movie to understand the backstory on this, you think?
2: No, I think, because you know, everyone knows Jurassic Park. Oh, just, yeah, okay. You know, dinosaurs run, loose and eat people. Right. Um, but, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of upset that we bought it, honestly. <laughs> um, I would probably get it, like, maybe like three out of five. The graphics are good, but it's just, I'm not really sh- I think it gets kind of repetitive pretty quick. And okay. It's hard to like hold interest to it, you know.
1: Is it the kind of game that you need to keep playing and playing and playing and playing to kind of build up this empire or something?
2: Yeah. So yeah. eventually, I think there's five islands that you can acquire.
1: Gotcha. And okay. And so
2: as you, as your first one gets better, you get the second one, second the third, and all that. Eventually, they give you an island that's like 1.5 million in debt, and you have to figure out like how you're gonna what you're gonna sell to right. like, get back in black, and right. then you have to make that. I don't know it's just kind of a it's i don't know it's not i thought it was going to be more like you're going to be playing based off of like the plot of the movie
1: right you know but it wasn't
2: really like that at all
1: so you're saying not a buy bi- but would it? Would you rent it? I would rent it. Yeah, it's more yeah. of a rent.
2: Yeah, okay. maybe you know I wouldn't mind spending like ten or fifteen bucks on it total. But like, right. man, we bought sixty dollars for this. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I don't know. I like I said, I enjoyed it more watching him play it than me play it. Mm-hmm. Cause you know we don't even know the names of the dinosaurs. We're like, dude, like that raptor is about to eat your ducky. Better watch <laughs> out. We're like, like little foots running away. Go get him. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I, I don't know. Not worth the buy, but definitely worth the rent. Okay, then.
0: That's fair enough. All right. Well, this is Bernie. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. All right. Thanks a lot, Bernie. How oh, do yeah. you know time
1: it is? Now I do. What? <laughs> it's time for Quick Hits. Hit it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we finally got it right. Yes, sir. All right, Quick Hit number one. Boom. Uh, Oh, there's going to be a live-action Gundam movie. Wow, cool. No, Alan, (laughs) don't be a jerk about it. People like (laughs) it. I was about to say, you and I don't follow Gundam. or know a lot about it, but it is hugely popular. I believe it's fully called Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, so I don't know what it's about or anything like that, but it was big enough to warrant a big... um, easter egg in uh, ready player one
1: yes that's right
0: yeah. yeah uh so they're gonna make a live action movie uh let me read this real quick according to deadline legendary pictures of sunrise are working together to produce a live action gundam film uh oh this is the second time the popular mecha anime has gone live action oh they did it once in uh japan uh one of the most popular mech stories in the world original debuted in 79 oh i didn't know it was that old hmm so it's safe it's like, you know, it's got cartoons, it's got video games, it's probably got them card games, it's got toys. The toys are pretty bad, uh badass looking to be honest with you. Yeah. Um but yeah, so good I, you know, if it comes, I'll watch it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So good up to you, Gundam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: I got some comic book news, Alan. Awesome. As we've been talking about in the past few months, Brian Michael Bendis. Has finally premiered. His Superman 1 came out this past Wednesday. Uh, it's pretty good. He put him back in his uh, the the red underwear on the outside. Uh, he has a son, and a, and he's married to Lois. Um, but he kind of removed him from the picture for the time being. Wait, did so, you just say he has a son? Yeah, he has a son. Oh. Yeah, and it's very convoluted. I, I, we don't have the time to go into it here. Okay. Right. Um, but he's got a son, and he's married to Lois. But they're... They whisked off to space for a little while. So basically, what ben just did in the first issue, and in the uh, the Man of Steel miniseries that that pre pre predated it—well, that just came before it—they um, kind of brought him back to his origins. Like he's he's by himself in Metropolis. Uh, he doesn't have his wife. He doesn't have his son. He's back in his red underwear. Um, the Bottle City, Candor, was destroyed. His Fortress of Solitude was destroyed um so it's he's he's really starting from fresh with him uh it's a good read so far if you haven't um picked up a superman book in a while pick up superman number one okay yeah and second they reboot uh amazing spider-man number one as we said dan slott just ended his run with issue 801 and they started with um number one with nick spencer as writer um and i gotta tell you pick it up alan you're a spider-man fan pick it up it, it's it's time to jump back on board again what's the one thing that needed to happen for me to
1: jump back on board mary jane baby what about her are they back together again
0: oh they're back baby. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the first page opens with him in his black spider suit you know it's a flashback yeah with, uh, with the mask off him and mary jane standing at the, on the antenna of the empire state building
1: oh cool do and they, they go into well i guess don't ruin it Okay. Well, yeah. Do they go uh, into
0: how they fixed it? No, they, well, because Dan Slot even set it up before that Mary Jane was back in his life and their friends. Like, they, you know, they, they, you know, the, the, their new history is that they dated, but they broke up because um, he was afraid his career was putting her in danger. You know, Spider Man oh, was sure. putting her in danger. Yeah. And she was afraid that she couldn't live with him always being in danger as Spider Man. So they, that's, they never, so I think everything in the relationship that happened in the past happened up to the point where they got married and they Mm -hmm. erased that part of it. So, uh, but they're friends and she runs, she runs one of Tony Stark's companies or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a good story. The the ending is really nice. Uh, I kind of spoiled it by telling you they got back together, but who cares? But Um, you know
1: what? I think that's the hook I need.
0: Yeah, you know because I think I, I told well I was talking to one of our
1: other friends in the podcast show like uh, when did I stop? And it's when Pete and Mary Jane left each other or separated, I guess yeah. and I was Brand like, alright I'm done. Right <laughs> I was like, that I'm done. And yeah. that was that was my last Spidey book
0: so. Yeah, they're back. And, and you know what the, this Nick Spencer guy is he's got a good handle on on the on the older stuff because he's got like boomerang and this issue all oh, this is boomerang Kingpin Mysterio. So it's pretty cool. Cool. It's a really good ep- issue. So uh, yeah, if you're going to jump back on board, jump on board. Uh, maybe I can help you with that. Hook you up with our first issue. Awesome. Thanks, dude. No worries. All, All right. right. Quickie quick You got a Joaquin, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix news.
1: Yeah. So it's weird. We're we're getting another Joker film. And, and I think maybe we talked about in a previous twig that uh, Jared Leto's is also doing a Joker film. But, uh, yeah, apparently they're doing one with Joaquin Phoenix in a sense that it's an Elseworlds story and it's an origin story. And the reason why he picked this film up because he said the, the script itself really scared the F and S out of him. So wow. th- that's pretty interesting. But can you talk about what is an Elseworlds story?
0: Sure. An Elseworld story. <laughs> <Golly>.
1: <laughs> I know. I just I just say that slowly, too.
0: <laughs> All right. Cause you know me, and my s's always get along. Right. An Elseworlds story <laughs> is uh, basically it's it's taking familiar characters that you know and and reinventing their origin or putting them in a different time period or um, you know something like that. And sometimes they become so popular that they get folded into the multiverse. Like they're saying, "Oh yeah, this this version of Batman exists. He's just in another." earth, you know? Right. So um, the first Elseworlds, I think what is credited as the first Elseworlds story is Gotham by Gaslight, which uh, is a story about Batman being around Victorian England,
1: hmm.
0: uh, not not time traveling, like actually being born in that era right. and becoming a you know, Bruce Wayne becoming Batman in that era and uh, trying to find Jack the Ripper. That's cool. Yeah. And they actually just recently made a DC animated film about that. Yeah. So Elseworlds stories are kind of ways you can tell stories uh, about characters that aren't, aren't in continuity, that aren't part of the regular, like, history of, of the character you know and love.
1: So I have a question for you. You know that, and I know that, but do you think it's it's risky putting out two different kinds of Joker's uh, movies? You know, these are going to be full feature films where Jared Leto is going to do one thing, and then Joaquim Noah is, is going to do another thing. Do you think that's going to be confusing for people?
0: Um, the basketball player is going to be in the Joker movie? What? No. You say Joaquin Noah. I,
1: I know. And I you did. Oh, me crap. To I did say that. Then you've corrected the Joaquin Noah. Another effort. Ep- Listen, I'm a New York Knicks fan, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, Joaquin anyway, Phoenix. You know, yes. Yeah. Do you think that's going to confuse? Well, this
0: is my... This is, if you've been reading the news, which you should be because you do a new show on geek stuff. <laughs> uh, they're okay. doing like nine... I don't even think I'm exaggerating with that number. Like nine different Joker movies. Yeah. Or they he's going to be. One of
1: several is what they, what I've read here.
0: Well, he's, he's the Joaquin Phoenix one, right? He's, yeah. He's uh, Jared Leto is getting his solo Joker movie. He's supposed to be in the Harley Quinn solo movie. He's supposed to be in uh, the Birds of Prey movie, I think. Right. Um, and, and there's rumors he might be in the Batman, in the Batman movie. And Suicide Squad 2 as well. Suicide Squad 2. Yeah,
1: that's
0: a lot so dc's really hanging a lot of joker for some reason um yeah i don't I, I don't know I, i'll tell you what at least they're trying something different
1: yeah uh yep you're right about that yeah they
0: succeed uh he'll whoever made this uh plan will come off as a genius if they succeed
1: yeah no you're right about that dc is uh, they're trying which is good I, li- I, like that.
0: I like that i mean if elseworlds does succeed wouldn't you love to see, like, an Old West Justice League or uh, uh, a Red Sun Superman where he lands in communist Russia and not Kansas? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it does open a door for a lot of different things. Yeah. Oh, for it's sure. Neat. For sure. And I think that's what they're thinking. If they can get this – if they get the, the public to buy into this movie and the Elseworlds concept, yeah. I think you'll see that kind of stuff happen. Right. Yeah. I hear you. All right. All right, cool. Quickie! <laughs> Uh, you have some Black Widow news.
1: Black Widow is finally getting her own feature film. And they tapped a the, the director for this one. And the name escapes me. <laughs> Kate Shortland is, is her name. And apparently this is going to take place. It's basically going to be like a prequel. Kind of how they're filming uh, Captain Marvel, which takes place in the 90s. And so uh, Black Widow's film is going to take place, obviously, early on and stuff. So it's, it's going to be nice to kind of flesh out that character. It's just bizarre that they've waited so long I think to do her. I mean I read an article. She's been in eight of the Marvel movies already. You yeah. know? She's been in a whole bunch and it's just interesting that they're just kind of doing something like this now. Well the
0: funny thing is, except for
1: It doesn't fit with the cosmic She's
0: thing. she's the third hero they introduced because you had Iron Man and Iron Man one, you had the Incredible Hulk, and then in Iron Man Two you had the Black Widow. Oh,
1: yeah you know? that's true, yeah.
0: She was the third hero they introduced. Huh. Wow. So yeah, I think, and, and this is, look, when Marvel gets criticized, it's always about the lack of women. It's always going to be about the lack of women. And if DC did one thing right, it's Wonder Woman. And they can, they have that little, you know, they can get, that's their little middle finger to Marvel. They go like, yeah, yeah, you got 19 movies and eight billions and billions of dollars, but we got Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> no. And they did it right. And they showed Marvel that you could have a female hero leading, leading a movie and not have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, as long as you got the right actress and a good story sure. and director, sure. uh, yeah. So look, we have Captain Marvel coming up. Um, we have Wonder Woman. I'm sorry, we have uh, uh, the Wasp, who's the first Marvel hero, Marvel female to headline a
1: movie,
0: mm-hmm. um, Ant Man and the Wasp. So why not Black Widow? And you know, there's talk. You know, we said last week, I and Lily would love to do a all Marvel woman movie team up and i'd be awesome I'd love wasn't the
1: there uh, a book there i think there was a like an all-female avengers team yeah, i think time. it was
0: called a force or was it yeah was it a force or something like that yeah yeah i think Is you're it? right yeah 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 Yeah. yeah. You're right. yeah. yeah. she so. hulk was in it i think yeah, yeah i mean hopefully it'll be good uh, yeah i'll tell you what though i'm starting to think i think after avengers 4 that, that comic fatigue might set in. i think people will be like all right avengers 4 hopefully satisfying end of a 10-year run of 19 movies or however many at this point um yeah i don't need to get on board for the next phase <laughs> or, you know
1: no no i agree with you i i i share the same feelings this whole superhero saturation thing i mean it's I mean, we're saturated as it is, and you got, on top of that, nine different kind of Joker films, you know, it's right. gonna, it's almost going to be like they're uh, drowning themselves, but, uh, you know, we're here for the ride.
0: Hey, man, we said it a few weeks ago, DC's going to get really good just when the world stops wanting to go to these things. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's going to be something <laughs> else, you know. They're going to be like, we made these great movies, where is everybody? <laughs> and we're back into westerns again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. All right, click it. it. Uh it. Alan. Oh, okay. Have some Stan Lee <laughs> news.
1: Well, we've been reporting the last couple weeks about a lot of the shenanigans going around Stan Lee, his Twitter account, things going on, him suing, what was it, his his business partner or something? Business manager, business everybody.
0: Pow Entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs>
1: apparently, long story short, apparently Pow Entertainment, they're the ones that, that kind of, I guess, use stanley's name for facebook twitter instagram so on and so forth and, right, it, and
0: their social media team was running it right so right long
1: story well, short with his permission they were hacked. right yeah with well, his permission right so they were basically hacked and all these little weird things that we were, we've been reading the last couple of weeks it was it was a prank this whole time so uh
0: but why did power entertainment come out with that earlier yeah
1: like, that's a good question the- yeah i know
0: We've been reporting on his tweets for months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's
1: a good point to say. Hey, you know what? We we've been hacked.
0: Uh, don't listen to the person saying he's doing right. Stanley.
1: Or or maybe they were never hacked, and this is just way them covering it up. You know? Yeah,
0: because we were getting very concerned for Stan. With yeah, it tweet. was
1: getting it was getting disturbing. Like every yeah. week there was something. Like what the heck is going on? Yeah, but uh, huh so that that's i guess that's the latest on that hope maybe that'll be the end of that
0: oh man leave stanley alone i know the guy's 95 years old i want to i want to make one of those youtube videos like the like the kid that did the leave britney alone and just be oh. crying leave stan alone. <laughs> do it you need to do it no i don't need to go viral type uh, okay all right. all right all right quick it. uh james Van Gogh. As we reported, have you realized? Have you realized we backtrack a lot of our story? <laughs> That's what we get for dealing in the rumor business, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Uh, James Mangold may not be doing a Boba Fett movie. No, sir. No. Yeah. So, as reported by us and other more <laughs> reputable outlets, James Mangold was supposedly signed on to do a Boba, to write and direct a solo Boba Fett movie.
1: I wonder if this is the backlash of, you know how, like, uh, Disney was kind of pulling back in a lot of these Star Wars ideas, you know, to kind of, like, refocus? I wonder if that has anything to do with it.
0: I don't know, but let me tell you what Mr. James Van himself said. Well, first of all, this came out May, like, the last week of May, May 20th, 24th, something like that, right? Right. So why is he just coming out now on Twitter? This is what he says. Um so someone tweets him, man gold boba fett movie equals worst idea ever. So he responds Look what I got from a self-proclaimed lover of life. Seriously, Blackbird, who's the guy that sent the tweet, chill. I'm making a period car racing movie with Christian Bale and Matt Damon. No Mandalorians involved. Stop reading so much gossip. <laughs> uh, so come on. <laughs> okay. The so Logan director, all right, reading from comic book resources. The logo director shot down the recent rumor that he's developing. It's not recent, though. It's over a month old. Right. The recent rumor that he's developing a Boba Fett spinoff in a tweet responding to someone who called the project the worst idea ever. Um, Ford vs. Ferrari set for release in 2019. A Boba Fett movie has been rumored since shortly after it did. A- oh, right, that's not important. While the tweet made this point, some fans, it's clearly not definitive. If Mangold is working on a Boba Fett movie, there's a good chance he won't or can't talk about it while wrapping up production for the current movie. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode 9, Lucasfilm's big focus now. We wouldn't expect a Boba Fett flick to go into production anytime soon, anyway. So now CBR is kind of saying, well, don't believe the guy that's supposed to be making it. Maybe he's just saying that because he's not allowed to talk about it. Mm -hmm. People don't want to, like, why can't you read that and go, okay, he's not making a movie? Like, people don't want it not to be true. (laughs) Right. Ridiculousness. It it is. to get out of this business. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And finally. All right. The Russo Brothers, (laughs) most famous for directing episodes of Community. No, that's not true. Most famous for their work with Avengers 3, 4, Civil War, and Winter Soldier, uh, are producing a Quantum and Woody TV series for um, TBS, I believe. Now, (laughs) for Quantum and Woody, I heard you thinking... Right? That's
1: Fabian the Cheesier, wasn't it?
0: No, it was Christopher Priest.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Alright, Quanto, when he was a, a comic book that was, I think it was Image, right? Uh, he got me. No, me. Valiant. They were valid. Valiant. You sure it wasn't Fabian? Okay, I, I believe him. but... Maybe he wrote it at some point, but he didn't create it. Okay. So, it's a story, uh, it's characters written for val- Valiant comics. You used to love Valiant at a yeah. time. Like, yeah, I but I didn't read why. that one. That's, that's
1: towards the end of their run.
0: Yeah uh value yeah, okay. entertainment editor
1: Comics. was fabian uh, cheesy that's
0: what it is written by christopher priest and illustrated by mark bright there it is. uh started publishing in 97. uh it drew inspiration from woody, woody harrison was the snipes white men can't jump oh that makes sense woody okay mm-hmm. uh the story centers around a pair of adopted brothers who come together after years of estrangement by the mysterious death of their father in the course of investigating they're accidentally imbued with powers uh, yeah, so the Bruce Owens will this series. It could turn out to be a great and fun series. Uh, Deadline goes on to say that Joan McHale could be one of the stars, but no cast has yet been confirmed yet. Uh, there are two other Valiant film projects in development Bloodshot with Vin Diesel and a plus size female superhero comic, Faith. Yes, sir. I, yeah, I hope I hope Faith becomes a huge comic book because I have her Funko Pop. On your wall?
1: Listen. Oh, oh. No, it
0: was limited release and nobody bought it because nobody liked Feet. Oh. All right, so yeah, all my
1: The Russo brothers; these dudes know how to make movies. <laughs> so this, hopefully, this kind of like influences this TV show. That's gonna be amazing.
0: Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Should be. Mm-hmm. All right, thus ends quick hits, and thus ends the week in Geek. This is Alan. Signing off. And this is Jonathan saying, you stay classy, San Diego Comic Con. <laughs>